This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 215 of Youpreneur FM. Thank you very much for being with me and you, I want to assure you, you're in the right place. If you're a personal brand entrepreneur, such as a coach, consultant, blogger, author, speaker, podcaster, anyone building a business based around their personality and the experience and the people that they want to serve and do business with, you're in the right place, guys. Sincerely, you really are. Today, I'm sitting down with a real up-and-coming personal brand force over in the UK, Daniel Knowlton. However, before we get into that conversation with Daniel... Just a quick one to let you know, tickets are now on sale for the first ever Youpreneur Summit live event, which is going to be taking place in November 11 and 12 this year, 2017, in my hometown of London, England. It's something that we've been planning for quite some time. It's already something that I'm personally very, very proud of. And let me tell you guys, we are bringing in the best of the best as our speakers when it comes to the personal brand entrepreneur business landscape. We're also keeping the focus on relationship building and fostering those relationships with our daily mastermind sessions. And we have several of our Youpreneur members themselves gracing the summit stage to show you exactly how they've built their own successful businesses based around their personal brands. The event is going to be held at the incredibly beautiful and very illustrious Queen Elizabeth II Convention Center. If you don't know where it is in London, it's bang smack in the heart of London in Westminster. It's right opposite the Abbey. It's just around the corner from the world famous Big Ben and the London Eye and lots of other London sites as well. So this is it, guys. If there was ever a time for the listeners of this show to come together to congregate and make something incredible happen, it's now. It's with the Youpreneur Summit. We've already got people registered to attend from literally all around the world, Australia, the US, Canada, from Switzerland to Jamaica. It's going to be amazing. And I want you to come and join us. So to get more information on the event, discover who the speakers are, and to secure your place, all you need to do is just head over to youpreneursummit.com today. I really hope to see you there. All right, so Daniel and I have actually never met before in person, but um, he recently sort of popped up onto my radar as I get sort of more and more interested in the UK market and doing more business back home. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a very proud Brit, born and raised in London. And so um, this year, for me, it's kind of a focus to do a little bit more business back in the UK and build my UK network a little more. Um, and like I said, Daniel popped up on my, on my kind of my radar there as really a young you know a young guy that's doing some good stuff back there and he's building a digital marketing agency uh, with his brother but really utilizing um, public speaking and a few other bits and pieces that he's doing on social uh, when it comes to his personal brand to land the clients for that digital marketing agency so um, this is a really 
kind of like a, a bit of an eye-opening type of conversation where you sit down and really kind of see what somebody who's not been doing this for very long has been able to achieve uh, just so much in such a short space of time, maybe a year and a half, two years or so, um, and really catapult revenue uh, and influence and a whole lot of other stuff based around the personal brand business model. So I know you're going to enjoy it. Here's myself and Dan. Go ahead and take some notes. So, Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here, Chris. It's great to have you, mate. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, trying to date, I'm, I'm trying to go with a balance here, right? I'm trying to go with a balance with the Brits and the Americans and then back to the Brits again. Back to, I'm doing well so far this year, I think. I'm good. doing well. Yeah, I feel good. good. I'm just a little ups. I'm concerned. I think the Aussies might come after me at some point, so I need to get some more Aussies back on the show. I uh, stick with the Brits. Stick with the Brits. <laughs> Said like a true Brit right there as well. <laughs> you don't need no one else, mate. You stick with us. <laughs> um, Dan, you and I have never met with each other before, uh, but you came onto my radar a little long ago as a young entrepreneur doing some good stuff back home in Blighty, back in the UK. Um, obviously, you're running uh, KPS Digital Marketing, which is your digital marketing agency, working yep. with uh, SMEs, small business, entrepreneurs, bigger brands, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, but what really attracted me to you was the emphasis that I could quite clearly see on your personal brand building efforts and how you were using the result of those efforts to help kind of spearhead the growth of the the agency itself. So I guess as a as a as a good kind of intro from you, give us a little bit of a of a backstory, so to speak, and, and try and keep it as, you know, sweet and short as possible. Uh, sure. in regards to kind of where you've come in the year and a half with the agency. And then we'll get kind of real deep into the personal brand side of things. Sure. So yeah, we've we've come a long way in the year and a half, um, starting out with nobody knowing who the hell we are and who the hell I am, to to you know being being quite well known in the marketing space. And um, yeah, it's just come a long way. I mean, some of the key things that have happened in that time are writing for big publications, speaking at events, you know, going out there, building relationships with other influential people. And you know, later on in the podcast, we're going to be, I'm going to be sharing with you the exact, some of the exact tactics that I've, I've kind of gone through to get there. But it's come a long way. It really has. And we've, we've, we've started working with small clients, small startups. And now we've, you know, there's two of us on the team. My brother joined uh, six months, six, just over six months ago. And mm -hmm. we're working with bigger brands now. So it's, it's going well. It's, it's really grown from, from me being an absolute nobody to us, you know, running a successful business through my personal brand. So did, did you start the agency with that idea in mind or did it sort of just the brand and the, well, rather the personal brand side of things, did that kind of just start to kind of form itself a little bit after you opened the doors to the agency or, or did you actually kick off the agency with that strategy in mind? Now, be honest you know here. What? Clarity. No, no, honestly. Right? Like, I'll be honest with you, Chris. It it kind of just happened. I started out as me. It was me, and I was a I was a digital marketing consultant. I was going out there helping people, and it still it still is focused a lot around me because you know, like you know, people buy from people, and um, it started off as me, and it's grown. It, it it grew to people knowing about KPS digital marketing because that's what I talk about. That's what it's grown into, but. 
it still is kind of focused around me going out there, building relationships and people liking you know, me and building relationships with me, not so much the brand. It kind of just happened, Chris. Mm. Okay, well, that's good. And I'm, you know, and, and by the way, that's what happened to me as well. Like, I don't know how much of my story you know, but I've been active online since January 2010. So we're coming on seven years now, right? And so um, when I first got started with blogging and podcasting, blogging in January, podcasting in April that year, um, I didn't have a personal brand. I wasn't blogging at chrisducker.com. I wasn't doing anything at chrisducker.com. Uh, it was all through another brand called Virtual Business Lifestyle. And it wasn't until 2012 that I made the clear decision to dump that brand and focus entirely on chrisducker.com. So what happened yeah. over that two-year period, the personal brand develops. It's not, do you listen to the Virtual Business Lifestyle podcast? It's, are you listening to Ducker's show? And mm. so, you know, I, I became acutely aware of that personal brand developing. It sounds like you did as well. Um, yeah. the, only, the only difference uh, between you and I and other people who have the opportunity is that we listened to that awareness. We paid attention mm. to it and we decided to put a foot down on the gas instead of turn um, yeah. and, and avoid it. And so that's good to know. Um, so, okay, so what things now then are you doing to sort of build that brand up? And then we'll get into those strategies. I love that word. So, but mm. give us, what, what are you doing kind of day to day to continue to build up the personal brand that you've already developed so far? Sure. So a key, key element is content, is, is creating content to share the strategies and the the tools that we have success th with. So so one thing that I do that um, that some people think is crazy. I, I give everything away for free, Chris. Like I will anything I have a lot of success with. I in, my instant go to is to I want to tell everyone so that they can have success with it. So as an example, like a, f a few months ago, I got verified on Twitter, and I know that's just a vanity thing, and it's just a blue tick. It doesn't mean anything, but it's opened a few doors for me. And when that happened, my first response was, "I want to." teach other people how to do that so I, I wrote I went on Periscope I recorded it I, I repurposed that into a YouTube video created a blog like step-by-step -step tutorial teaching others how to do it because um, because I wanted other people to know and that's that's mm. I think that's one element that's really helped build my personal brand is giving away the most you know some people try, like to hold their their most successful nuggets to themselves for people to pay to know but I literally give it all away give it all away online and through other publications that I write for like Social Media Examiner and that kind of thing. Like when I started to write for Social Media Examiner, for example, I when I got that gig, I was so pleased and my first thing was, right, I'm going to write a tutorial to teach others how to write for Social Media Examiner. So I literally went through step <laughs> by step on our blog and I've, I've taught and, you know, other people have come to me and, and said thank you that, you know, that they followed the steps and they've had success and I get a real buzz out of that, Chris. That's, what, that's kind of my buzz that I get when other people come to me and say, your piece of content or your advice has helped me achieve something great. Well, I, I mean, I love that about you. And I think, you know, that there's a lot to be said there for that giving nature. Um, and, you know, it's, it's proof, you know, the proof is always in the pudding, as they say, where you get to the point where, you know, there's a certain catalyst that kicks things off. Mm. Um, and you obviously 
you know, having the opportunity to write regularly for Social Media Examiner and any other platform out there might not bring you mm. a ton of traffic, but it will yeah. catapult that name, that brand, that likeness, mm. uh, that notability. I think that's very important. But the fact that you're giving it all away is a good thing, except for yeah. one thing. Go on. Okay, and I've had this conversation with another person who gives it all away or used to give it all away. And that's mm-hmm. my, my good buddy, Pat Flynn, at Smart Passive Income, who's been on the show a number of times. Um, and we've talked about uh, the whole giving it all away for free thing uh, at quite length before. Um, and mm-hmm. what I'm always concerned about is, and I'm look, I'm all about providing value. Anybody that knows me knows that for sure. But there yep. has to come a time where you've got to start charging for something. And you've got to start converting those freebie consumers, Mm. and there's nothing wrong with that. We all need a tribe. But you've got Mm -hmm. to, as a business owner, you've got to start converting Mm. people from the freebie consumer into the actual paying consumer, right? So let me ask you, what are you doing to to get people from free consumer Mm. enjoying your stuff to actually giving you money? Sure. So the number one reason that I give it all away for free is to drive the growth of our agency to gain clients who and organizations that want training that want us to manage their their digital marketing marketing as a whole so the number one reason we do that is to get those clients so by putting everything out there you know and driving everything inbound to us people are coming to us they're reading our content they're looking at what we do and we are getting regular people you know emails messages people saying we're seeing all this stuff you're doing can we arrange a meeting so mm. that's one thing we're doing putting it all out there and letting people come to us another thing i do is you know when i'm creating content we i use lead magnets to to build up my email list and then regularly pump out um more value adding content to those people so i for some reason chris i um i hate trying to feeling like I'm trying to sell something to someone and this may be a, a you know a fault of mine this is why you know I may not be as successful as you right now but I feel like I just want to help people and give as much out there and I I truly believe that in the long term by doing that I'm going to continue to get people contacting me to want to work with me because they're seeing all this great stuff I'm doing and you know on a on a smallish scale compared to you it's proven to be to have worked this is how we're generating business. Mm. We're putting it all out there and people are coming to us. People are coming to us. And another reason why that's good, Chris, is because we're not having to um, persuade anyone to want to work with us. Yes. You know, w- the worst thing is when you, you're trying to convert a, a lead into, you know, we've got we've got sales funnels. We use HubSpot. We've got all that set up. But if, you get, if you're really pushing someone in to, to convert them in your sales funnel and they're not that keen... If they become a customer, they're going to be the customer that takes up most of your time and is least happy with what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. So, so, so this is why this, this model has, has worked for us because every client we work with, we work our ass off and we get them results. And I'm happy with that rather, you know, on, a, on a smaller scale starting out rather than getting thousands of and converting thousands of people to want to work with us that um, – that, don't you know aren't too sure if they want to work with us and they're not completely happy with what we're doing we'd want every customer we work with to want to lead or to want to think about you know that we are providing a huge amount of value and they do mm, mm, and they mm. do so 
I don't know. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you tell me what you think. There, well, there's a reason why they call it content marketing. Like it's content yeah. marketing. You know, you can either pay thousands of dollars to have a billboard or an, a print ad in a magazine or a newspaper, or you can pay thousands of dollars to advertise on Facebook or anywhere else of that matter, or you can create great content that you know is going to move the needle for people that stumble mm. over it. That simple. Mm. Um, and that's why they call it content marketing, not just content you know, throwing it out there, content, mm. right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I look, dude. I mean, I, I have, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars have come, hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's matter has come out of the content mm. that I've created over the years. And and by the way, don't belittle yourself. By the way, right? <laughs> a year and a half in, you're you're already a hop, skip, and a jump ahead of where I was a year and a half in. I can tell you that right now. Wow. So don't don't do that. You're you're rock and rolling. Otherwise, you wouldn't be on this show, baby. Plain simple. Yeah. Um, I'm playing it down, Chris. I'm playing it down. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm just being very British right now. I'm just you know. Um, so. Okay, so this is good stuff. So let's get into some of that strategy then, right? So, you know, you're, you're creating all this content, you're getting it out there, you're running a digital marketing agency, you're landing clients, you're keeping clients, you're growing, you must know your shit, share some of it with us in regards to what's working really, really well for you when it comes to building that brand and building the business. Sure. It's all about relationships. You know, me and you had a, a chat before this recording this and you mentioned relationships. That is the key driving force to our business, to any of our clients' business. It's building those relationships. But how do you build those relationships? And the way we would build those relationships is genuine engagement with our audience. Like for us, I invest so much time in replying to to, to people asking me questions that I know isn't going to provide me any value whatsoever initially. Like, for example, before this call, I was replying to a girl who emailed me. She's doing a degree at uni, and she wanted answers to these questions to, to do, you know, for her project. I invested like 45 minutes in writing a piece for her just because it's, it's the right thing to do, and I know it's, it's building that relationship with her. You know, she could get a job somewhere in the future, and she could think back to when I did that, and she could have a marketing role, and she, you know, she might use us as a consultant. So mm-hmm. it's, it's doing, it's investing time to do the little things, reply to every single question, engage with people as much as possible. Um, things like, for example, uh, relevant social media groups. I'm I'm part of many many Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. Um, it's, well, less LinkedIn groups now because it's a lot more spammy. But Facebook groups, and I I um I answer questions. You know, it sounds cliche you know answer questions in groups but literally putting the time in to help people when there's no direct return for you is one key thing that can build that relationships when i started out i was pro- you know no one knew who i was on twitter etc i was proactively searching twitter for people who were asking questions and they had like 10 followers and they were like oh how can i what tool can i use to schedule and i'd I'd write them, a t- uh, I'd tweet them, and then I'd DM them a big long thing, just giving them as much information as possible. And we do this with our clients. Like we're we're working currently with um, a, a large paint manufacturer, not the most exciting business, but um, we we regularly engage with people with with their target customers who are auto body shops, okay. and we answer their questions. We we uh, we share ideas with them, and all of these little things help build those relationships. 
I love it. I mean, look, anybody that listens to this show regularly, they'll know the sheer premium that I put on the relationship building. I mean, I've been on many a rant uh, and rave, uh, you know, when it comes to people not treating people properly, people, um, you know, using relationships, not treasuring them properly. Um, And I think it's important, you know, to kind of have that re- ignited i think uh from other people as well regularly so i'm pumped that you bring that up i'm very very happy that you bring that up um and i love the idea also of the facebook groups and going in and replying yes you know that's an investment of time a lot of time to do that stuff but as long as you know that Mm. the roi is going to be there um Mm. then you know at the end of the day it's going to be time well spent okay so you're active social um you're out there you're doing bits and pieces i know that you you were or you are still a big snapchat user as well but i'm assuming a lot of that stuff could also be now applied to instagram stories am i right yes okay definitely. so I mean, where, where's I'm your where's on. your take on that by the way and we had um we had sue zimmerman on not so long mm. ago uh at the end of march to talk about instagram stories and what she's doing with it and everything so this is very relevant here where where are we with all this do you think it's a battle of the storytelling social media platform features that's what it is it started at the end of last year um you know copying features instagram kind of copying snapchat so to speak with the instagram stories but i when i started out chris i was so into snapchat i still am i still am into snapchat um, but I was big on it because it was one of the first platforms that really brought the st- the whole storytelling in the moment, you know, delete after 24 hours video storytelling features. And, you know, re- more recently, Instagram, I hate to say it, but Instagram has been bringing out the features that, that us Snapchat users have been screaming for many years. We, well, not many years, but, you know, many months. We want these features. Mm. And Instagram's, you know, Instagram's killing it, to be honest. And I've got a, a good engaged Snapchat following, but I'm starting to focus more time on creating Instagram stories. And, you know, yesterday we, we, we did a, a live competition on Instagram Live, tested that out. I think, it's, I think the whole um, Instagram Live, where it gets deleted instantly, I think that's quite cool. I, I know it's, for marketers it's, it's, it's rubbish, but, uh, but I think it's quite cool. What do you think, Chris? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still the jury's still out on that one. I think um, for me personally, uh, I've only done two Instagram live. Uh, you know, what do you call them? Live stories. Live stories. Whatever. <laughs> Let's just call them Instagram lives. There we go. Right. Got it. So, and the funny thing, I remember when I started using Instagram stories, I kept, I was saying like, coming up in the next snap. No, hang on, shit, wrong platform. You yeah, know what I, mean? I do that. I do that. <laughs> Um, so I think that um, I think it is interesting. I think that it's going to be great for the raving fan, um, but I think that it, it it's not going to be as beneficial nor as attractive to the people that are still growing their followings um, mm. until I think maybe they allow that twenty four. I think I think you've got to give them something. I think you're going to have to 
have something there where the 24-hour comes into play or something like that. Uh, for people that are established, uh, you know, got big, big followings, regardless of whether they're actors or entrepreneurs or whatever, they go live, they get, you know, a couple of thousand people watching them mm. straight away kind of thing. I think they're going to love it. I don't think they're going to have a problem mm. with it at all. I mean, if The Rock was to go live yeah. at any time during the day, he's going to have, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching of him and lapping it all up. Um, but I think, you know, for somebody like you, me, or anyone else out there that's still in the process of, and I'm always in the process of building my brand. I, I don't pay much attention to, uh, you know, vanity numbers or anything like that, mm. but I'm always building my brand, always. I've got and, a question for you, Chris. I've got yeah. a question for you. Go on. Sorry to jump, I've got a question. I, I, I love just... that you're interviewing me on my show. This no, is great. No, no. <laughs> no, just, this is just me being interested in your answer. Sure. So, Say you were starting out, right, from from fresh today. No one knows you. Mm. Would you start to build a brand on Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I was on Instagram first, uh, Mm. and then I played around with Snapchat and had a little love Mm. affair with it for a while. Yeah. Uh, But I went back, you know, I went back to the wife. You know, I went back to Instagram Um, (laughs) because... You know, that was where my following was. I think that's where more of my demographic is as well. Uh, at this point, anyway, that might change in the future. But yeah, it would be it would be Instagram, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's more appealing to someone who's starting out fresh. I think it, like I agree with you completely, because you've got the ability to share content which doesn't delete and doesn't go away. Right. And it's easily discoverable. But you've also got the option to actually tell your story. Like I was speaking to a client the other day who um, is on Instagram, and for ages I've been saying, get on Snapchat, get on Snapchat. Now I'm saying, don't get on Snapchat. You, you've you've already got Instagram. You know, jump on the the storytelling video era, which is now, and use use Instagram. So yeah, yeah, no, indeed, and and I think that. Uh you know, remember these platforms. I mean, we're t- I mean, we are talking, you know, digital marketing here. These platforms are moving and growing and shaking at such an enormously fast rate that it's it's also a little hard, I think, uh, for people to kind of pick one and and to roll with one. Um, yeah. And this honestly is one of the reasons why um, I still believe the best thing that you can do, particularly as somebody building a personal brand is to build your home base, is to build your blog, your podcast, your videos, uh, and all these other, you know, all these other, um, you know, platforms like Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram and everything. They're fine. You got to be on them. You got to be on them. Yep. But <laughs> you shouldn't focus on them. And I don't focus on any of them. I focus on my blog, my podcast, and my videos, and in that order. Yep. And uh, that's exactly what I've done pretty much from day one, and I can't see that breaking anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, it's what you, your blog's, you know, what you own. It's what it's yours. It's not going to suddenly close down. You've got, you know, control of that. I completely agree. That's what we do with our blog. Yeah, and I, when I see these people, you know, fundamentally building a house on rented land with these huge Facebook groups and all the rest of it, and God yeah. forbid anybody charges for a community. And then builds the community exactly. on Facebook. Are you freaking mad? God help them. Good gosh. <laughs> I mean, your business could literally be ripped out from underneath your feet like a rug 
Overnight, gotta, literally when you're sleeping in bed, you wake up and you've got no business no more. Madness. Absolute gotta, madness. Um, all right. Well, look, let me get back to interviewing you. Um, so, sure. <laughs> so, so these things are working well for you then. I mean, where do you see – say I'm a prospective customer of yours and I'm saying to you, I am a – I am a author, I'm a speaker, I'm a I'm a coach. And Daniel, I want to start really catapulting my personal brand with digital marketing. What should I be focusing on in the next 12 months? What would your answer to that question be? A number of things. But mainly the main theme I'd say is video. Video, video, video. You need to be creating video which across platforms, first of all, storytelling video. So video on things like Instagram stories, Snapchat, so that people can really get to know the real you. Because again, like we said, people buy from people. If you're not getting your personality across, your day-to-day life of what kind of person you are, then you're missing a huge opportunity to sell, to sell yourself and to sell your products and services. Because people want to know who, you know, Competition has increased dramatically since this thing called the internet came around. And now people want to know the real you before they buy and sell from you. So yes, I'd say telling your story on uh, on those kind of platforms. And it's in the trends you know, that have been happening in the last six or so months, that's the way it's going. Even Facebook Messenger have jumped on the bandwagon. I don't know if you've seen, Chris, but they've got like a, you can do filters, kind of like Snapchat, Snapchat, you can do filters in your face and things like that. So it's definitely moving that way. So I'd say you need to jump on that and start telling your story. Okay. And also um, creating other kinds of videos, like going live, like you do, like, like Facebook Live, uh, Periscope Live, all of those kind of things, but also creating... Um, more edited video that provides more value. So, like um, answering questions, like what are you, what what do you, or say you're an author, what um, what elements of book of your book can you start talking about and start giving snippets to your audience about so that yep. they can get excited about it, right? Like you need to be doing everything. It's, it's difficult to say focus on one thing because you need to be blogging, you need to be doing videos, you need to be doing Instagram stories, you need to be doing live. Like it's all of these things that you need to be going out and testing and doing and see what works for you. But definitely telling your story via Instagram stories, Snapchat, even Facebook Messenger, that kind of thing is this year the first thing that I'd say you need to be doing that because you've got opportunities to do everything on there. You can tell your story. You can provide industry insights, short, snappy industry insights. Mm-hmm. You can provide value. You can educate people. You can build relationships. One thing I love about um, Snapchat and Instagram stories is the messaging functions. You can you can literally build one-on-one relationships with people. Like, you know, we keep going on about relationships, Chris, but they're great platforms to build relationships. You, you know, I've, I have many, many, many one-on-one conversations with a huge variety of people from from people who, you know, are small one-man bands that no one knows to, to very influential influencers in the space. So you need to be building those one-on-one relationships with a whole variety of different people. Love it. That's what I... I love yeah. it. I love it. And I love the idea of, of the storytelling mode. I mean, and, and you know, here's the other thing. And, and honestly, I have been horribly remiss, horribly remiss um, over the last couple of years on doing regular video, much to the dismay of many of my friends who have continued to do it, uh, friends like Amy Schmidauer, for example, uh, whose yep. book, you know, Vlog Like a Boss, just came out. She was on the show in January um, and is just, I mean, her, 
I, it gets me thinking, man. You know, like when I first yeah. met Amy a few years back, she was, you know, kind of where I am now, subscribe account wise, view wise, that kind of thing. Mm. And in two, three years, she has just absolutely gone like it, that's not even a term that does it justice like mm. she'll go live and in 24 hours one of her videos will have five thousand views on it like that's yeah. a lot of views in one day for a digital marketer right a personal brand yeah. marketer so i mean you know now i'm kicking myself right i'm kicking myself mm. that you know i wasn't more active in video this year is going to be a changer i am knocking out more video content for youtube mm. for the blog and all the rest of it but i i, I want to stick with the with the storytelling um for a minute as well sure. so other than video other than video we've got our you know we've got our, our social video we've got our live video we've got our more edited youtube type video what else can we do on that storytelling mode um to be able to get you know not just our message out there but our brands out there a little bit like what's been working for you and the clients so things like telling your story via your blog so we so we write a weekly blog on the KPS Digital Marketing website and and I'm regularly, me and my brother are regularly getting out there, going to events, speaking at events and when we do those kinds of things, we video them to tell the story but we also create things like blogs to to, to give a bit more depth as to, to what's happening at things like events that we're speaking at and you know, videos and blogs of us being there on stage with our branding is a great way to, to spread the message. Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen some of your videos, Chris, which are pretty awesome. And, you know, telling your story on stage is hugely, hugely powerful. That's what this year I'm upping my game in terms of speaking. And so that's another thing we haven't spoken about too much. Speaking on stage, speaking yes. in front of people, positioning yourself. You know, you've got a lot of experience in this, Chris. But for me, like starting out, uh, a year and a half ago, I pooped my pants when I could when I thought I'd be in front of two people speaking. Like it was terrifying <laughs> right. for me. But what I've done is um, I've made myself do it. I've made myself do it. And others listening to this, if you're thinking, how can I truly build my personal brand? You 100% need to be on stage. You need to be out there sharing your knowledge, sharing your your expertise with other people, and start small. Like I started. Um, at my local chamber of commerce that's a great place to start as oh a yeah tactic. they're great yeah go to your local chamber of commerce this is what i did a year and a half ago i got a tiny little speaking gig unpaid speaking gig in front of it must have been 15 people i was a sweaty mess i was like scared and everything but i did it and that was the stepping stone to me now speaking at much bigger events getting paid to speak at events um and getting the word out that there's nothing more powerful than someone seeing you on stage sharing your passion, your knowledge, your expertise. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's not just a personal brand building tool. It's a huge lead generator for your business, Chris, which I'm sure you're aware of because you do loads of it. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's another key thing. Well, I mean, I think, with, and I'm curious to know, what's the largest audience you've spoken in front of now, a year and a half in with all this? Not that big. Not that big. Probably 500 people. Oh, that's a big Seriously, audience. Still- no, that's a big audience. Uh, well, I, no, that is. That's a big audience. If you stand in front of 500 people, that's a lot of eyeballs at you. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a big audience. Okay, it's not 1,000. It's not 3,000. Yeah. I think the most I've ever stood up in front of is probably maybe 1,200, 1,300. And that, it, yeah. and that feels like 5,000. 
quite frankly. Yeah. So, you know, 500 is, that's a good number. That's a good sized crowd. To go from pooping your pants with two yeah. to being, you know, calm, cool, collected James Bond style on stage in front of 500 people, kudos to you. Well yeah. done. Thanks. Yeah. So it takes right. hard work, though. It takes hard work. Oh, it does. Practice. And but but I like the fact that you mentioned that you kind of push yourself to do it, right? Um, oh. And and clearly, it's been worth you know the the whatever the pain and the anguish behind yeah. kind of getting over the fear of being you know in front of all those people and everything. What was the? Let, let's rewind just for one minute as as we wrap up here just for a second. But. What was sure. the one thing, other than just pushing yourself, what was the one thing you did with the speaking that you think, um, other than just getting out there and all the rest of it, the one little tactic that you think made the biggest change in you uh, to get over that fear of speaking? It was, this is an easy answer for me, it was just being myself. Like literally, because I used to go, when I was on stage starting out, I would think I had to be this I had to be right. this persona of this guy that's on stage speaking. And I'd, act, you know, you know, when someone gets in front of a camera and suddenly they turn into a crazy robot that can't speak properly. Whereas when you're just talking to them one to one, they can hold themselves very well and oh, they yeah. can speak. It, that, that's what it was for me. I, I hit that point where I was getting very nervous starting out and I thought, why am I so nervous? And in my head, I thought, right, imagine that you're just speaking to your mate. Imagine that these are just your friends and you're having a one-on-one -on -one chat and you're speaking to them. And that was the thing that really turned it for me. I, now, when I speak in front of, you know, bigger audiences, I'm just, you know, I'm just sharing my knowledge and expertise to my friends. That, that's my mindset, Chris. That's, that's yep. kind of how I've got over that. You've never thought of the audience being naked or anything? or I was. <laughs> That's just your standard piece of advice. I, I probably have, to be honest, but, yeah, it just gets a bit weird, Chris. Well, it does. And I'll tell you a story now real quick. And so you, everybody listening in, uh, God, what am I going to do this in front of thousands Go of people? On. I don't know. But I, on. I once did a keynote session in Philadelphia at the AT of all bloody conferences in the world at the National Speakers Association of America. So you're a speaker on stage in front of a room of a load of other speakers, right? It, oh, God. It, in terms of, like, career suicide, this is about as bad as you can get. So I'm up on stage, a great 45-minute keynote, get them laughing at the right place, get them taking notes at the right place, taking photos at the right place, blah, 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 and everything does well. And then I get off stage, and there's always a few people want to come up and ask a couple of questions, a couple of selfies, because, you know, it's my one minute of fame that year and all that kind of stuff, and I love it. I love it all. Yep. A couple of books being signed, all that stuff. And then this lady comes up to me, and she says to me, you were brilliant up there. You were so engaging and passionate about what you were talking about. I took tons of notes, but I do have one little bit of feedback for you, if I may. And obviously, she's a speaker. They're all speakers. Yes, I want the feedback. Of course I do. And she said, next time, as you're getting ready and you're getting mic'd up and everything to go on stage, just take five seconds to glance down and make sure that your fly is pulled oh, up. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. 45 minutes with the fly right down. Not even half oh, masked right down. Yeah. That is yeah. bad, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you something though it's never happened again you only make those kind of mistakes once and it yeah. wasn't philadelphia they've probably forgotten all about me they have yeah but there you go um dan this has been great i've really enjoyed our conversation um any sort of part 
parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with your fellow personal brand entrepreneurs as you as you split for the day now? Yes. One thing I'd like to share, which has helped me dramatically, and I'm hoping it's going to help others, is to be patient. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of hard work, which I'm sure you're aware of. But just be patient. Think of the long game. Don't go for the short wins. Think what's going to provide you the most value in the long term and do that. I love it. What a great... You know what I love about that? It's so simple, but it's so bloody important. And I don't think people understand the power of patience. In fact, I often say to my son, who is, you know, your usual eight-year-old impatient boy, Daddy, want this? Daddy, can I get that? Daddy, can I get that? Daddy, can I, can I, can I, can I? And I say to him, son, patience is a wonderful gift. Just wait for a little while and i say that you all the time with him patience is a wonderful gift it really is uh daniel nolton thank you sir for coming on the youpreneur fm it was great to have you thank you so much chris i've absolutely loved this it's been fun yeah it's been a great conversation i appreciate you for you guys tuning in i appreciate you too as you well know i do you could be listening into a ton of people right now but instead you spent a half an hour with me and dan and i love you for that i'll be back at you again next week until then show notes and i'll link to uh, dan's blog and his twitter and all the rest of it youtube channel all that sort of stuff over at the blog chrisducker.com forward slash episode 215 make sure you go check it out and i will be back at you again next week bye bye for now It's the idea of an entrepreneurial community where you get to learn from the best in the business, as well as rub shoulders, gain support, have access to immediate feedback, as well as nonstop accountability from your peers. Is something that excites you? Then visit youpreneur.com for more information and to get started on building a business you can truly be proud of today. That's youpreneur.com. We'll see you on the inside.